you need to tell your husband to never play a game of awkward chicken with me. I actually am very impressed uh, <laughs> with how you handled that awkward chicken. Because uh, that normally, that that is not normal. Uh, and he's still scream laughing about it today. Oh, he was like, we're talking about the same thing. Right? Yeah, okay. I think so. I was talking about how I wanted a, a credit card cover that's yeah, a sugar yeah, yeah. daddy. Yeah. And then uh, Gary started to go on a tangent about some shit. And then he was like, I want you to look me in the eyes and say, finish me, daddy. Yeah. And then I looked him in the eyes and I was like, I'm not going to look you in the eyes and say, finish me, daddy. Yeah. And uh-huh. I can tell he was like, this is what I wanted. But then when I said it, he's like, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think that I think that spiraled because you said you you said sugar daddy and i said no 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 you should get a card that says spend me daddy yes yes and then it just spiraled out of control and here here we are here we are i think the big takeaway from this is that i have to run shit by you first because spend me daddy is Mm -hmm. so much cooler than than sugar daddy absolutely yeah 100 percent. maybe my maybe i'll change my credit card to say that or something i don't know i mean that would make yeah that would that would work okay yeah no because gary is still uh implementing that uh the shock value that that phrase has uh so he he's definitely a couple of times this morning looked at me just really intently in the eyes for a couple of seconds and then just yelled at the top of his lungs what the fuck finish me daddy so it's it's pretty good i'll get a couple of soup bowls for you guys i say finish me daddy at the I bottom i appreciate that okay cool yeah. all right worth okay anyways so i went out with rachel kasha I miss you and in your face <laughs> and some and another chick by the name of Megan. But Rachel got uh-huh. me some really cute gifts that I want to show you. Show me. Well, first off, she got me a bag of bones Woo! to borrow for the ethic, ethically sourced resin bones, bones that I want to do. So damn bones, damn bones, damn bones, damn bones. There's like a mandible in there. Give me <laughs> like a person mandible. No, oh, I'm disappointed. What the fuck? <laughs> Mostly, I just wanted that reaction. Okay, these are like horse teeth. That's too small to be a horse. No, one, oh, one the of bigger these ones. Is, one of these is a horse. I tooth. love how you can identify bones. Uh, horse bones. Why? I took, I took hippology for like five years. Oh, which is just horse judging because oh. we're in the south and oh. <laughs> here we are. Okay, there's only a couple things you can do. <laughs> I needed that connection in my brain because I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Why would you do that? I love it. I'm pleased. Okay, cool. I'm so, pleased with these so the skeleton bones. things. So there's the bones that, and she's got. She's like, I got more, but she's like, they got to rot a little bit more in the earth. And I was like, they got to rot some more. And then she's like, I, I got like mo- that. She's got, she's like, I got moist bones for you. I was like, shut the fuck up. I got some <laughs> moist skeletons for you. So anyways, beautiful. She, she bought me chakra wisdom oracle cards. Oh, which I'm actually super fucking pumped about. That's pretty stoked. Yeah, I'm. I am stoked on your behalf. Yeah. Good for you. So those are cool. 10 out of 10. Cute. But then, but then, but then, the coup de gras. Ooh. Which I, I just scream cackled because okay. I was like, no fucking way. She bought me Meryl Streep oh my God. tarot cards. That's weirdly niche and I love it. And all of the tarot cards are all of the parts. So she's played more than 72 parts. Yeah. Damn. And every single card is whatever scene from. Or, like, whatever movie she played in. Yeah. And it's, like, cartoon drawn oh on the God. cards. And it says at the top, it says, Lindy Chamberlain, A Cry in the Dark. That's genius. Yeah, so, like, the Devil Wear Prada's in here somewhere. The, the bridge of, my favorite. of Madison County. There's, like, the House of Spirits. Like, there's shit she... Ah! The cat just jumped on my lap. <laughs> Jesus Christ, cat. 
Um, Kramer versus Kramer. So, like, there's all, like, every single movie she's played in. That's awesome. It's on there. So, I thought that was super cute. I was like, what the fuck? I love Meryl Streep. So. Very, very niche. Very smart. She She knows you. She found them at Ross. Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Huh. Well, I mean, Ross is just, just witchy enough. Ross is, like, a cheap knockoff of TJ Maxx. I know. Oh. I know. What? Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So, anyways. Makes sense in my brain. It might not make sense to yours, but it makes sense to me. Okay. Fancy. So, so that's what I got. Thanks, Rachel. I, I like those. I love them a lot. You did great. <laughs> so anyways, um, we're here together. Yes, we are. We're I can here. like see you like without lag. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. This interaction is actually really freaking me out. But I have a story for you. Yeah, tell me. It was a story that I didn't think was going to be a story <gasps> as much as a story as it is. Ooh, spicy. But it turned into a story. Okay. I will give you more details after we record that's fair because if you if i tell too much detail you can google it and figure uh, out where my dad lives yeah let's not do that so we're that's not gonna, fucked up we're not gonna do that so i'm gonna tell just enough for you to get the story but this is a trigger warning of murder and suicide oh no yeah this, I, ooh. this got hashtag real dark real deep real quick and i did not know so Oop. i get to my dad's house right and he wasn't there first off, so like I had to like walk around the house trying to figure out if I can get inside because in the south you don't you don't have to like lock all your doors, which is interesting and kind of counterintuitive right. because doors that lock are supposed to be locked. But here we are. Yeah, so he never locks doors. Well, he does at night, but like during the day he doesn't. But yeah. he locked it when he left. So um, I'm getting a vibe from the house, and I'm like, this is a vibe. Yeah, and I'm not vibing. So yeah. he finally gets home and he lets me in. And I walk in. And I was like, somebody fucking died in this house. Oops. Somebody died in this house. Like, Oops. it's not old. Like, yeah. yeah, it's an old house. Like, you would, like, like yeah. no, I got the feeling when I walked in. I was like, someone has died in this house. Yeah. So, my dad's, we're sitting at the mattress, and I look at him, I was like, did someone die in this house? And he, like, deer in the headlights, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I can feel that someone died in this house. And he mm-hmm. was like, well, like, people, people die in their houses. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, like, I get it. It's yeah. fine. Like, I'm cool. But, like, I just want to know, did someone die in this house? And yeah. he's like, yeah, like, the woman who lived here did die in the house. Okay. I was like, okay, cool. So, I was like, I want to know if she's fucking here walking around, because I'm not about to play these fucking games. So, yeah, no, move from uh, your dad's previous house, the house that was, like, demon haunted, to a new house I that's need, also haunted. I, I, I need some time to, like, heal <gasps> from that, because Jesus Christ. So, I draw some cards, right? And so, I was like, tell me about this woman. Is she still here? First card, she's moved on awesome okay well it's here then great so uh, no i don't i don't feel anything in the house okay like right. i feel like someone's died but i don't feel anything okay so i'm like okay so first card she's moved on second card was like she was a hermit isolated by herself and then the last card i didn't know how to interpret i didn't know what was going on okay but it was negative Ooh. so i was like the what i took from it is that she was a conundry old woman stuck in her ways and that's okay. how i took it yeah but i was like i don't really know but i know it's a negative something negative i don't know if it was a woman a situation what happened yeah. with the house i have no idea but then after two days because my dad can't help himself he goes okay i gotta tell you what happened and i went what do you mean and he goes so the house was put into probate and i was like okay so but i was like wait like how did it go into probate before he said it went to probate before she died i was like how does that happen that's like what wait 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 wait. so apparently the woman married older and then willed it to her husband okay when the husband died uh she still kept the house right right 
apparently some side of his family did not agree with that. She's a 90-year-old fucking woman, like, yeah, and it's but, still uh, her place. Yeah, people are sketchy and shitty and yeah. fucking trash. So someone didn't agree with that. Okay. And was fighting about it. But at any rate, um, the family member came in the middle of the night, killed the woman, killed himself. That doesn't even make any logical sense to me. Nope. Because it's, I want this house. I don't think that's fair. And then... Why? Right. I don't know. So I was like, oh my fucking God. That's... But I do know he didn't kill himself in the house. Oh, okay. So that was... That was he, okay. Yeah, he fucked off somewhere. So. Maybe maybe he felt bad about it later, and then that's what happened. Right. So, or immediately afterward, or whoever. Right. Okay. I don't... Yeah. So that's, that's as much detail well. as I'm going to give. But I was like, ew, that's what that card meant. Ew. <laughs> okay. Well. So, um... That happened, and but interesting. So, so I'm in the house. <laughs> interesting. So, huh. um, I don't feel like she's there. I don't feel like I'm being. I feel very cool, calm. No one's watching me when I'm yeah. in the house. Like every once in a while, I'm like, nah, it's cool. And then I go back to doing my thing. Yeah. So everything's fine. Interesting. Yeah, I'm good. Interesting. I'm good. Well, huh? Yeah. Did I ever tell you that right after Gary and I moved into this neighborhood? Um, Somebody unalived themselves in one of the apartments in this neighborhood. In like, this neighborhood. Yeah, in this neighborhood. Are like you, like are you, two are days two days after we moved in, like we had all of our stuff in and oh. then we hear like ambulances and stuff come screaming around and we were like, what the fuck? That's so unfortunate. Yeah, it was, it was not a good time. Yeah. It was not a good time. My mother knows the people that live in that apartment now. And I was like, hey, they're kind of mean. Do you want me to ruin their day? And my mom was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, do you want me to ruin their day? So... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. But yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <sighs> Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway. Um Woo. But you wanna know what else is Merry Christmas? <gasps> um Yes. <laughs> Spooky stories? Yes. That is correct. Bing, bang, boom. Bang, bong. Fuck your life. <laughs> I have a coworker that anytime anything fucking stupid happens or customers are dumb, we just look at each other and we go, bing, bong, fuck your life. <laughs> <laughs> like the same time, same voice. It's great. Oh, my God. It's so good. He was like, one day I'm going to answer the phone and I'm just going to go, bing, bong. <laughs> <laughs> and so the please person, do that. If the person on the other side goes, fuck your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you how can i help you today <laughs> my god okay Ooh. what do i do here flow coin oh i don't have a coin yeah where's the dice I you picked it up what'd you do with it i don't oh, oh my right, god it's right here. It's right here. Is it in your pocket okay, okay. so if you want to keep supporting whatever the fuck this is Woo. please be <laughs> please be sure to head on over to patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her i barely know her two tiers five dollar tiers you get access to things and then some seven, stuff and then seven dollar tier you get access to more things. to more stuff <laughs> it's even better that's why it costs more money because it's better you get access to bonus episodes bonus tiers that we're, Wait. Wor we're working on but i also had to drive 11 hours to get here disgustingly yeah. far Ugh. holidays suck but then everything's gonna slow down after the holidays oh also your retail holidays ah! i want to we're gonna we're gonna do more retail stories absolutely next episode absolutely because i have so many retail stories because everyone's stupid how long does it take for you to poop zoe find uh, out next time not not long <laughs>
not long it turns out is it not it's it's not 30 minutes no no it's more like five at most and that's like a bad day (laughs) yeah find out find out what that means on our next episode (laughs) but anyway okay i have a quarter or fuck this is not a quarter you have a not quarter this (laughs) (laughs) exclamation point quarter not quarter Uh that's code yeah okay yeah great blake blake knows what it is all right so um odds or evens evens you want evens yeah even Stevens? No, just regular evens. Don't blink at me like that, you <laughs> fucking lizard person. <laughs> oh. Two evens. You go first. Okay, great. I was trying to mimic what normal people would do in that situation, which is to blink a lot, right? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay, tell me too much hair for one person. Yeah. What your story is today. Uh, it's less hair than it was. Much less. I, I was talking to my father, and he's like, "How? how is... What's her face doing? And I was like, who? The, who? 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 And he was like, the chick. Too much hair for one person. And I was like, oh, Zoe. Oh, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm great. I'm great. Was Less she, hair. But she chopped it off. So she's doing great. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. So this week, I'm going to talk about the Mansfield Reformatory, which is a, it's a big boy. It's a big boy. That's it's a big boy. I can't open it. There we go. There you go. It's a big boy. It looks like a fucking castle. It does. It's mm-hmm. so pretty. Yeah. It's pretty dark. Um, so the Mansfield Reformatory was built between 1886 and 1910. It took them a really long time to build for some fucking reason. And it stayed open until 1990. Damn. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So this place was actually used in several different films, TV shows, and music videos. And some of the filming was actually done while the place was still open and operational, which is fucking nuts to me. Because a prison, and then you're filming fucking prison TV shows, like, but whatever. I would, I would be scared to get fucking shanked. Yeah, exactly. Right? No, no, thank you. Yeah. Like, ha 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 ha. We're making the Shawshank Redemption, but like, I don't want to actually get Shawshanked. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Uh, yeah, this this place actually um, is where the Shawshank Redemption was filmed, and a lot of it was based on. Um, oh. Interestingly enough, there's a couple of characters in the movie that were real people. Which is kind of fun. Oh, gross. Neat. And cool. Ah. Neat. So, <laughs> neato torpedo. <laughs> so, so here's some history about this big behemoth of a building. In 1862, so like pre the building being built, right? It was actually a field where they like the like Ohio used it as a training camp for Civil War soldiers. And they named it the Mordecai Bartley Camp. Camp Bartley. Camp Mordecai Bartley. What a fucking name. Yeah. They named it after uh, a Mansfield man who served as the Ohio governor in the 1840s. Because that's what you do. You go, when, when did somebody from this town run the state? And then that's what you name and it. And then you pick the most ludic- the person with the most ludicrous name. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do it. I mean, that's politicians. Ludicrous names. You don't see any politicians named like John Smith or Johnny Jonathan. Didn't we have a fucking president named John Smith? No. Not that I'm aware of. We John, had, oh, John uh, Adams. No we more. had Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon? Really? What kind of fucking name is Lyndon? I don't know. That was his name, though. <laughs> or Woodrow? We had Woodrow Wilson? We don't have, like... Strong Ws. Yeah, we don't have, like, normal-ass sounding names. Barack Obama? Oh, uh, well, we had Bush. J- George W. Bush. What's the W stand for? Washington? Probably. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> what does the W stand for? I don't know. George- I bet it's Washington. <laughs> Wilford. It's probably Wilford. George... George W. Bush. George Wilford Bush? That, that sounds like... Walker. God damn it. I was Texas. close. Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> we should have known that. Oh, I'm disappointed. No. Ooh. I fucking lied. He's not from Texas. Wait. Yet. Where's he from? Wait. Born in New Haven, Connecticut. <gasps> But a member of the Bush family and previously served as the governor of Texas. That's oh, where the that's Texas it. came from. I was like, wait, what? Because he, been... he says nuclear because he's got that Texas accent and that's how some people he, from Texas say it. I feel like he might have been born in Connecticut. I don't know. But yeah, Texas National Air Guard. Texas Air that. National Guard. I feel like he was born in Connecticut, but he lived in Texas. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. We're done with that. Fair okay. enough. Yeah, no. Uh, weird names means that you're going to be a military honored person <laughs> or president. Here we go. So the camp was actually well known during the war, which is, is kind of a little uncomfortable because I, I wouldn't want to be like in not the Civil War. Oh, okay. Yeah. During a, a not like not being a border state during the Civil War and then being like, ha, 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 ha. We're well known. So the reason they were well known. <laughs> Don't perceive me. <laughs> Don't perceive my camp. So- <laughs> So this place was a well-known place because it served as a stockade for political prisoners. Love it. Yay. It's just seasoning the land for future prisons. (laughs) Did you just say seasoning the land? (laughs) Yes, I did. Seasoning the land for future prisons. Oh, my God. Prisoners. Same thing. Uh, So anyone who defied the U.S. laws ended up in the stockades. So that could be, uh, I don't agree with President Lincoln. They would end up there. Oh. Didn't matter. Okay. So after the Civil War ended, Mansfield was promoted as a candidate for the placement of the new intermediate penitentiary, is what they originally wanted to call the place. Uh, It was chosen in 1867. Say it again. Intermediate penitentiary. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Cool. The city was able to raise $10,000 in 1867, which is $188,000 today, to purchase 30 acres of land for the prison, and then the state acquired the adjoining 150 acres for $20,000, or $376,000 today. The facility itself costs $1.3 million to build, which is $25 million today. No. Say the full amount. <sighs> One hundred three hundred and twenty-six thousand. No, no one one million. There you go. There we go. Jesus, one million three hundred twenty-six thousand seven hundred and sixty nice. Seven hundred nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did no one? No one like no one like was like. Hey, by the way, it was so funny that you put nice as the episode number. I thought that was really funny, and I never had a chance to text you about it because I only noticed it like in the little in between times at work, so I couldn't <laughs> be like nice. <laughs> Very nice. That's the joke. That's that was very the joke, good. and I'm going to leave it. Episode nice. Please never change it. Okay, cool. It's beautiful. All right. Episode nice. Beautiful. So when it was built, the intermediate was intended to just be that, like a halfway point between the Boys Industrial School in Lancaster and the State Penitentiary in Columbus, which was intended to, like, house young first-time offenders. So, I mean, it's, ah, oh, we can't send you to, like, big boy prison, but we can't send you to, like, little boy prison either. We have, like, a, a weird teenage prison for you now. <laughs> Young adulthood prison. (laughs) Adolescence. Yeah, there you go. An adolescent prison. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) That's pretty good. So construction began in 1886 and continued through 1810 due to funding issues. Because, I mean, $1.3 million in the 1860s is a lot of money. You don't say. That makes sense, right? That's that's a lot. The original architect to design the building was Levi Schofield from Cleveland, who used three different architectural styles, Victorian Gothic, Richardsonian, and Romanesque, 
Richardsonian Romanesque, excuse what me, that's fuck? one, and Queen Anne. What? I just put those in there because I thought it was fun for anybody that's like, ooh, architecture. Richardsonian Romanesque. Yeah. Don't like me. I don't know what the fuck it looks like, uh, the outside of that building. That's all I got. So he used these styles to help encourage inmates to become reborn in their spiritual lives. Because remember from the very beginning with um, reformatories and that's they wanted to reform people instead of just house them. Ugh. So the construction of the entire building was actually left to a different gentleman named F.F. Schinzer. Scheisser. Schinzer? I think it's Schinzer. No, it's it's Schnitzer. Thank you. I can't fucking words. Schnitzer. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. A uh, funny Russian man, German man, not Russian. Pretty sure German name. It looks German. Is that? To me. That's, I think that's Jewish. I don't know. Schnitzer. I don't know. One or the other. Actually, some sort of uh, European, Austro-Germanic. There you go. Thing. There you go. I don't know. Okay. Don't like me. In 1891, the name of the building was changed from Intermediate Penit- Penitentiary to Ohio State Reformatory, which is much easier to say. Yes. Is this, is this in Ohio? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Manchester, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> or, uh, excuse me, Mansfield, Ohio. Oh. Sorry. Okay. I didn't tell you where it was. You didn't. Whoops. How could you? I just went right into it. I needed the I'm address. Too, I'm too excited. I needed the ad- like you- It's It's something something Reformation Road or some shit. I don't oh, know. Reformatory f- Road. Reformation. I don't fucking know. It's not Reformation. That's the wrong word. Okay. I don't know. I'll look it up later. That's fine. Put it in the notes for people who care. I care. You can just Google it. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so the Reformatory opened its doors on September 15th, 1896 to its first 150 inmates who were between the ages of 16 and 30. This was, of course, the time that prison labor was super common, and the prisoners were brought by train from the Columbus prison and immediately put to work on the prison sewer system and the 25-foot stone wall that surrounded the complex. Gross. Yeah, so it wasn't even done. They were like, uh, we have places for you to sleep, so, like, come here and work. Thanks. Come here and work to finish off the place. Yeah, yeah come come build your prison. Thank you. Ooh. That's dark. Damn. Ugh. Ew. So with Reformation being the end goal, inmates were provided with an education, hence why it was a reformatory or like versus anything else. Mm-hmm. Former superintendent, superintendent, <laughs> that word's super difficult to say. For, <laughs> <laughs> former superintendent Jenkin. I typed that real fucking wrong. What the fuck? <laughs> I typed that real wrong and it didn't There's pick it up at all. There's an extra J in there. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, he said, reform rather than punishment is the ultimate objective of the Ohio State Reformatory. Therefore, one of the most important units in this quote-unquote walled city of the reformatory is its school system. Okay. So inmates were taught how to read, how to write. They were taught math, science, and then trades such as engineering, pub, plumbing, and electrical mechanics. Neat. Isn't that fancy? That's okay. That's better than what I thought the reformatory oh, was going to be. Because I was like, ah, when we talk about reformatory, it's not a good thing. You know, we're talking about like, hey, let's teach you trades so you don't have to like steal from people. You can support yourself and your family and stuff like that. Dope. Which I think the original idea of a reformatory is pretty cool. I think that's great. Depending on if it was nonviolent crime or what. But here we are. Later on, the reformatory actually established an inmate printing shop. So it taught them how to, like, work in print shops, which is cool. That's cool. And they created a manufacturing and sales division, which included uh, creating marketing and selling shoes, clothes, and furniture. Bruh! Mm -hmm. This place actually sounds, like... Not terrible, No, like, actually, like, if it... If if, if plan goes to action, this... Yeah, it sounds pretty good. 
but it didn't go to action, did it? I literally, my uh, my second to next bullet will explain. So awesome. my current next bullet is the cell blocks. Actually, this was it was a weird design choice in my brain. Uh, they stood five or six stories high, and all that separated the actual cell blocks from like open air was a waist high like railing that just had like three rails that ran across, so like people could get pushed over or fall straight to the concrete ground. Love it. Yeah. Wait. You're yeah. saying you're saying. Oh, the cell blocks. Cell blocks, I, I yeah. I thought the cells themselves were six to five. No, that'd be really nice, though. They'd be like, look at my bougie, like, 40-foot high ceilings my in my cell. My high cell. ceilings in my yeah. cell. That'd be pretty nice. <laughs> be like, mm, look at me. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be so nice. Oh, mm. yeah. Not, not so much here. So now here's my next bullet that explains uh, things were not the best. So as the story goes with most prisons, it didn't last. By 1934, some cells actually held three like two to three people and each cell was made for one person so still smaller than the tennessee tech dorms yes god <laughs> yes absolutely much smaller. no wait 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 no smaller than the tennessee tech no no larger than the tennessee tech dorms. oh i see the joke you were yeah that, i got you you did great it's fine the dorms at tennessee tech some of them were smaller than prison cells Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Unless that's a rumor, but I'm pretty sure that's true. I don't know. I don't know the typical dimensions for a prison cell. So, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised because that school kind of gyps on things that they don't need to. But tell me. I'm looking it up. Thank you. Six by eight feet. Interesting. I still feel like the tech dorms are smaller than that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Get a measuring tape and go find out. Okay. All right, here we go. So now I've told you a little bit about the prison. Let me tell you a little bit about... People that ran, helped run the prison. Run the prison? Yes. The American Correctional Association standards call for a minimum of 70 square feet per single cell housing. So for one person. Interesting. Okay. Huh. 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 Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, you're great. Okay. So in 1935, so just a little bit after it opened, the Ohio governor, Marty Davey, appointed a gentleman named Arthur Lewis Gleck. Bless you. Thanks. As a warden, as the <laughs> warden of Mansfield, for his help getting Davy elected as governor. I see. <laughs> I had to put it in there. I see your little pronunciation. I had to because Glack. I wanted I wanted to call it Gladkey, and I was like, that's not right. So. There's a T. Yeah, there are T's in there, and they're they're not pronounced. Yeah. So, oops. Okay. So even though it started out as a political appointment, I'm gonna hear for call him Arthur because it's much easier to pronounce, uh, Arthur gained the respect of the professionals and inmates alike that worked there. He made quite a few changes to the way the reformatory was run, including having calm classical music piped directly into the cell blocks for the inmates to be able to hear. Isn't that cool? Isn't that nice? That's from the Shawshank Redemption, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he actually, he did that, and it was it was much better responded to in reality than it was in the movie. Oh. Because it wasn't like trying to keep them awake or like mess with them oh, in reality it was yeah that's what i was thinking of like did they have to listen to classical music all the time or did they actually like turn them off at appropriate hours yes okay yes yeah and it was a hey do you, like this is something that you all would like to listen to because it's just popular music at the time so here you go i'll give you some music that's pretty cool cool yeah neat everybody really liked arthur so all things considered everything was going really great for arthur he was respected by both gu the guards and the inmates, and he was able to operate a calm prison. Everyone in the community recognized how hard he worked and how nice the prison seemed to be. 
Of course, no story I ever tell has a good ending. So on Sunday morning, on a Sunday morning in 1950, he and his family who were getting ready for church, his wife Helen reached into their closet for her jewelry box. Instead of finding her wooden jewelry box, she found a steel box and kind of pushed it to the side to reach higher into the closet for her jewelry box. And the metal box fell to the floor. Inside was Arthur's loaded pistol. When it hit the floor, the gun went off and Helen was shot. Ah, God. Mm-hmm. She was rushed to the Mansfield Hospital and held on for three days. Her cause of death was officially listed as pneumonia brought on by a wound. So that's just really shitty and an awful accident. Damn it. Of course, after her death, people started to speculate and make up stories. So a lot of people actually started making up rumors that Arthur had shot his wife and then made it look like a suicide or an accident, not a suicide, uh, made it look like an accident. And that's not cool. That sucks. Yeah. By all accounts, like all of his friends or anybody that actually talked about him or about the event all said, no, Arthur loved his wife so much. Like he was a broken man after she died. Aww. Like it, it was very sad. Um, and actually nine years later in 1959, Arthur was working in his office when guards heard like a spooky noise. So they ran in to see him on the floor. He was rushed to the hospital where he died soon after. So he died of a broken heart. Or an aneurysm, because he overworked himself, is what I'm assuming. Either way. Oh. Because, yeah, like, <laughs> if you don't have a family to go home to, you're like, fuck this and fuck everything. I don't really care. I'm just going to do this one thing. That's, depression is yeah. different in different people. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. It's really sad either I way. Just, I just liked a broken heart over an aneurysm. Stress-induced aneurysm. Oh it's my, possible. Oh, my God. <laughs> <gasps> I like to be real about these things. I know. I was just <laughs> Maybe a little that. too real. Hey, I know you're being real, but I need you to reel it in. Ha. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Fishing I, joke. I could, do, I could do puns, too. Ha. That's pretty good. I appreciate it. There was a joke I was going to tell you. Don't. And it'll come to me, but I can't remember it in the second, because that's my brain. I either the tell bees. you immediately or it doesn't happen. Okay. Whoops. So, 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 this place, this place was supposed to be a place for reform, for helping people to be better. But of course, all of my stories are not that. They're always sad. So, <laughs> as is the nature Thanks. of this podcast. Thanks Thanks for driving that point home. Hey, you're welcome. Okay. You're very welcome. In 1957, so two years, two years before Arthur's death, a riot started by an inmate. And it grew into 120 people fighting and trying to kill one another and the guards. So, the guards were able to control the riot, but punishments were very harsh to try and keep people from doing stuff like that again and all 120 men were put into 20 solitary confinement cells oh they were made for one person they had six men per cell shit like standing room only like you had to sleep standing up because this thing was so fucking small like oh little little bitty cells um so they were left in complete darkness in the hole this is because solitary cells are always called the hole and this is the like the shawshank Redemption actually filmed in this prison's hole. Like, eh, the hole was the hole, and it was really spooky and not cool. So supposedly not thinking, the guards actually placed two of the most violent inmates together in the same cell, and they would, like, slip bread and water, like, in a little trap door down underneath. So they didn't go into the cell to see or talk to any of those people for a month. So they were in darkness. They would, like, slide food under, and that was the only light they would get, and then they'd have to, like, eat in the dark. When they went into the cell to let him out a month later, this guy was 
like one of the people like there were supposed to be six people in there there were only five because they had killed one guy and shoved him up under the bed gross yeah so that's cool that's dark this yeah. place is this place is oof Woo. okay <laughs> Ooh, we're three pages in all right so another man Decided. Decided, yeah. That's just, I was trying to get get it correct in my brain. So this other guy decided that he didn't want to live in the reformatory. His name was James Lockhart. He was housed in cell number 13 on the fourth level on the north side of East Block. That's all very important. So one day he stole a bottle of uh, Varsol, which is uh, like, a, like a spirit solvent um, oh. for furniture. Very flammable. Oh. That's important. Okay. This is gross, everyone, and I'm so sorry. So when he made his way back to his cell, because he was in a single cell, uh, he went back to his cell. He poured the Varsol over his head. Then he lit a match and set himself on fire. He didn't scream. He didn't make any fucking sound at all. Whoa. The guards only knew something was happening when the guy in cell 14 started screaming because he could see and smell the guy. Like, there's a big concrete wall in between the cells, right? But, like, he could see the fucking fire and it was starting to spread around into his cell. Oh, 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 shit. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's not good. Um, the guy in cell fourteen was like trying to protect himself, and he he had like had his sink on full blast and was like tossing water on himself so he didn't catch on fire. Right. Yeah. So that's bad. So the guards unfortunately just had to watch it burn itself out because they didn't have any chemicals to stop the burning. Did they not pull the guy out of fourteen out? Yeah, they did, okay. but they they couldn't do anything for thirteen. Okay. Okay. Couldn't do anything for him. Um. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a little bit because it's, it's rough. Um, so then, another inmate in 1974 named Larry Harmer had been sentenced to one year at Mansfield for damaging property during a break-in. So he was at Mansfield. One, like he, he didn't want to go to another prison. He was going to get transferred out. He pulled the sheets off of his bed, rolled them up real tight, uh, tied it around a towel rack, and jumped to the floor. Nobody knows why he did that. Nobody has any explanation because it was a light sentence. It was not anything that was going to follow him for the rest of his life. Weird. Yeah, that's uh, that one's a little not great. So as awful as life was for inmates, it was just as shitty to be a guard at Mansfield. <laughs> that's no big surprise. Um, a gentleman named Urban Wilford was a guard at Mansfield in the 1920s. He was 72 years old. And retired British police officer. So, like, he, he was, like, stiff off her lift kind of fella. He's still um, 70 fucking two. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Exactly. Who, who hired him? Ah, that, they hired him years before because it's in the 1920s. He probably was, like, original staff. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's rude. It wouldn't have been original staff. But, <laughs> but whew. So, prison officials actually wanted to force him into retirement because they were like, man, you're old. Like, you're going to get hurt. Please. Go spend time with your family. Like, go hang out with your wife. And he didn't want to, so it's assumed that he loved his job more than his wife, which is kind of sad, but yeah. here we are. People did that. Um, so, Philip Orlick. We're switching gears just a little bit. We've got Urban Wilford. Now we're going to talk about Philip Orlick. He was an inmate that had recently been paroled from Mansfield, and he was given an opportunity to start over because he had all of his skills that he could go back out into the workforce and like find things to do and not have to be a criminal he would have done that except for his someone that he was really close to in the prison he was like really good friends with the dude and was like i'm gonna get you out so he came back to mansfield 
went through the west gate and good old urban wilford saw him and blocked his way and was like you're not getting in there because i know what kind of bullshit you're gonna try and pull and no we're not doing that so orlick pulls out a gun and shoots wilford and wilford like jumps on top of him and holds him down until other guards get there and when they go to like get wilford off of him wilford's dead oh so that really sucks um so once a free man with an opportunity to change his life, Orlek was executed via electric chair a year later for murdering Wilford. Oops. Oops. No friendship is worth that, my guy. Ooh. So another guard that lost, lost his life here was Frank Hanger. Uh, he saw some inmates sneaking out the back door and like yelled for them to stop. Two, like Most of the men just bolted and kept going. Two of them turned around. Uh, one grabbed a lead pipe. And oh, shit hit hanger with it who fell on the ground and then the two of them beat him until he stopped moving they managed to escape all of them did but not for very long every single one of them was caught returned and had hanger's death added to their sentences and the two men who beat him to death were uh electrocuted in the electric chair at the prison which is like on site so that's gross and bad so it wasn't only Orlick who returned to Mansfield as a free man. There were two others, uh, Robert Daniels and John West, who returned in 1948, bringing with them the darkest event in the history of Mansfield, Ooh. is what it's called. So that's cool. You've seen some pretty dark shit already. So the men had become friends during their time at Mansfield, and they bonded over their joint love of crime and chaos... I really thought you were going to say crime and wine. <laughs> I was like, not quite. No, you're fucking not. No, I saw somebody phrase it crime and chaos and I went, that's it. That's what I'm saying. That's beautiful. <laughs> so they were paroled a year apart. So one of them got out and like went and did whatever. And then the other one got out. And then it was like, we're going to meet up when you get out. So they did. In July of 1948, they walked into a local tavern, shot the owner dead, and wounded a woman. The wounded woman's actually the one that, like, told the story to the media of what happened, and the media called them mad dog killers, Ugh. which is very accurate. Mm -hmm. The two men went on a spree. Daniels was later quoted saying, we love drinking, robbing, and hitting on girls. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They reminisced about Mansfield and like, cause you know, they would go out drinking and like talk about stuff or like playing things or whatever. There was one night that they went out drinking and they were talking about Mansfield and they both remembered there was a guard there that like abused the shit out of both of them. And his name was Red. And they started to plan. They were going to get him. Going to get Red. <laughs> did, so, did, did Red have red hair? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Red looks like. Why? I, I, I want to know why his name was Red. I don't know. Probably that. That's typically the reason. Okay. Either that or his face got really red when he got mad. Those are two <laughs> options. Possibly both, depending. Yeah, it's, it usually runs in the in the family. It does. It does. Ooh. So two weeks after the tavern's killings, Daniels knocked on the door of John uh, Nebel, Mansfield F Manfield's farm supervisor, because they also had farming activities on site and would like to teach people how to farm. So they took John his wife, Phyllis, and their daughter into a field, forced them on their knees, and executed them. Why? Because he worked for Mansfield. Jesus fuck. So this this whole caper was explained as Daniel's doing. Um, like, this this was all him. Uh, when the, the Van Wert County Police Department at that point was like, this is not fucking cool. So they went after both of them. And they captured Daniels, but West got away. So Daniels was described as the, like, conniving, 
planning, like very intelligent criminal mastermind. And West was just sort of like the doofus that followed him around. <laughs> like that's how they were described. Which okay. is like, ooh, ooh. So terrified, West gets like, they start following him after Daniels is caught. And West is terrified. He turns around and he opens fire on the police oh. that are chasing him. He hits a sergeant, and that sergeant falls to the ground, rolls, and fires back, shooting West right between the eyes. Mm. So West dies. Um, and now Daniels is an inmate on death row. He interviewed with a newspaper thing called Movie Tone News, which was an early version of Fox News, which is really funny to me. <laughs> uh, in that interview, he says, quote, I just wanted Red. I'm sorry that the wife and daughter had to die. There was no rope. After my score was settled with Red, I'd be happy to die. I haven't got it settled, but I guess I'll die anyhow. And then following that, he looks at the camera and he winks. So he's like, I just murdered three people, execution style. I didn't have any rope or I would have tied them up. And then he winks at them. That's fucked up. Yeah, so I, I put the, the picture in, like, if you scroll down to the next page, that's, like, the news progression of him and then the fucking wink. A literal yeah, psychopath. like, absolutely. He's like, ha, 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 and he's, then winks. He's smiling. Yes. He's giving that interview. He's like, ooh, look at all this attention. Ha. Awful. I, I hate it. Okay. Absolutely. So a year after that interview, he died via the electric chair. Oh, so mm -hmm. the farm supervisor was red. I'm assuming. That's my guess. After my score was settled with red. Yeah. I haven't got it settled. See, that's the thing that I was like, I don't know about it, though. Because I don't know if maybe he was like, I have to get this guy first. Or maybe he was a friend of red or something. I don't fucking know. Sorry it doesn't make sense wife. to me. I'm just, I, maybe he's just saying, sorry, that the wife and the daughter of the superintendent had to die. Yeah, that could be it. Maybe he was working up the chain. Yeah, it's possible. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry I hurt like wife and kids, but they would have warned everybody or something. I don't know. Either way, regardless, it's fucked up. So, by nineteen, by the 1980s, the overcrowding in the prison was so bad that the... Yes. You missed the line. No, I didn't. You did. Did I? What? One year later, he died via electric chair. No, I said that. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll shut well, the fuck. It's fine. We'll rewind. Uh, one year later, he <laughs> died in the electric chair. It's fine. I'm not worried about it either way. Okay. You were also looking at pictures of a sociopath. Yeah. So, I, you, it's fine. I'm sorry. I'm or a psychopath. They're different. I forget. I forget. Either way. I'm so sorry. I'm sleep deprived. You're doing great. Thanks. You drove a really long time to see me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, bye. Everything's fine. Start over. So by the 1980s, the overcrowding in the prison was so bad that the inmates actually banded together and sued. What? In the law, the, the case Boyd versus Detention, a class action lawsuit demanded that the United States District Court for the Northern District of Ohio ordered the prison to be closed by the end of 1986. Wow. Because there, it was like the conditions were so bad. Like it, people were getting sick and dying because of overcrowding. <gasps> like it was not cool. Not Ooh. a good thing. So the order was known as the Boyd Consent Decree in Ohio. And the actual closing date for the Mansfield Reformatory didn't happen until December of 1990 due to the construction of the replacement facility, the Mansfield Correctional Institution, which is just west of this prison. Due to the age of the Mansfield Reformatory, it was logical to demolish. And in fact, parts of it were demolished after its closure. But then in 1995, the Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society was formed with the goal of saving the structure because it's like, it's pretty and it's old and it's historical and stuff, right? Yeah. As you do. 
Since the organization has turned the prison into a museum that provides tours, guided and unguided, as well as paranormal tours, which include ghost walks and overnight hunts, as well as even how-to classes on ghost hunting. So they bring you like, here's this equipment, let's teach you how to use it. It's kind of cool. Oh, the next picture in my notes, if you're following along, is the, the five or six story high, I think that's East Block. Um, and each one of those little doors is a single person cell. And there's so many levels. Those bars did not all like originally go all the way up from like the floor to the ceiling on the cell block either. Right. Yeah. Uh, they're called grates. So that's that's pretty gross and spooky because that means somebody could get yeeted over the side. Six. Six, it's six, six high in six this one? Six cell high. Okay, so this, this one might be East Block then, because I think West is only five. Ugh. Either way. So, during the years... So, okay, we're on to the Ghosty Boys. They're like the Beastie Boys, but ghosty. The Ghosty Boys. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Proceed. Thank you. During the years that the Mansfield Reformatory was open, inmates would tell the guards that they were scared to sleep at night. Whoa, these are grown men. These are grown-ass fucking violent men, because... It stopped being an intermediary prison and went to, like, full security, like, the worst of the worst prison. Okay. So, these are, like, grown-ass murderers are like, I'm scared to go to sleep. Don't leave me alone. That's not good. No, that's bad. That's weird. So, some of them said they felt hands grabbing at their bed sheets at night, and they would either get pulled really, really tight across them, like they were getting tucked into the bed while they were in the bed, or all of the sheets would, like, get untucked from around the bottom of the bed and then would get, like, yanked. Ew. Yeah, so either way, not cool. Uh, there was one inmate who felt that and then, like, looked down, and it straight up looked like his bed had been, like, tucked up and underneath the mattress. Like, his little sheets were up and under the mattress, and he was like, I didn't fucking do that. What's happening? So that's gross. Ew. I was be like, it's nice because you're getting tucked into bed or your sheets are getting tucked in, but no. So, no, you're getting tucked into your bed, and then whatever. Like, my mentality, if I was in a prison and I was, like, getting tucked up and under, is something is going to stab me because I can't defend myself because my arms are underneath my blankets. Ah. Very scary. Not okay. <laughs> Gross. So shadow people are super common throughout this entire prison. All of it. Um, there are people who, like, you're standing at one end of the cell block and you look up and there's there's grates everywhere, but there are sections where you can, like, lean out a little bit. And there have been people who are, like, just looking down the cell block and they see a full fucking shadow person, like, lean out, see them, and lean back in. No! Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. That's fun. That's exciting. Ugh. All throughout the reformatory, you can hear audible voices talking to you or saying things. Um, you get EPPs a lot. There are footsteps, audible footsteps. There's loud bangs. There's slams. There's like tapping on the walls like if you're inside some of the cells sometimes they'll be tapping on the cell walls just a general feeling of something is not right and a feeling that someone is watching you gross <laughs> so that's cool um being physically touched is super common here so especially for women yeah especially for women we're going it's a it's a men's prison um was a men's prison there is no one place in this building that is not affected by some type of activity. E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. E. yeah. So uh, in inside the chapel, there have been uh, like more recently more and more guests have started getting uh, grabbed in the chapel. I don't know why. That's, That's just the place. I hate it. Mm -hmm. Thanks. There's one section in this place that 
pebbles are thrown pretty commonly. So you'll just be talking or whatever and you'll get like pinged in the back with a pebble <laughs> and you'll turn around and be like, what the fuck? And then another one will get thrown. And like, they're not chunks of the stairs or like other things. They're just like smooth little rocks and nobody knows where they're coming from. They're just getting <laughs> fucking yeeted. That's so fucking <laughs> annoying, actually. It is. It's really, because it's not enough to hurt. It's just... Where the fuck did this little stone come from? What is this? So that that's that's gross. That's really gross. Um, there was a guard that was killed in 1932. I didn't tell you that story. In the solitary confinement block. And he still does his rounds. And that's where the pebbles get, fr- get thrown. And he'll, a lot of times, if somebody's like posturing like they're big and bad, he will fuck with them. So he'll uh, hit hit people with his nightstick or like push them. Um, there was one guest who was in this area going down the stairs and she felt something like slap her back and she was already kind of like spooked. So she was holding on to the rail and she was holding on to her friend and they were going down the stairs and she gets like slapped real hard in the back and she drops like goes down on her knees to try not to fall forward and go down. Her arm gets like yanked at a funny angle because she's like, oh shit, I'm gonna fall. She turns around to yell at whoever it was that pushed her and nobody's there. <gasps> yeah, and she was like, fuck this. I think we're done. Wait, but you didn't tell the story about the... We're getting there. Oh, okay. We're not done yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I still have another page. Fuck. Yeah, we're good. Okay. We got time. All right. So there was one room that was used as like a mass holding area at one point. So like beds were just pushed up against the walls in this room. It, it was, I think it was the infirm- uh, infirmatory at one point. But it was just a mass holding cell for a while because there was a fire in another prison. So they were having to house more people than they should have. For some stupid fucking reason, they put the like some of the more violent people up there because they were from another prison, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I don't have an explanation. But it was a really just a violent room, a violent area. A female investigator was in that room and she was like she felt a touch along the back of her shoulder and then it like slid down her to her lower back from her shoulder and then wrapped around her waist and she felt through that touch that whatever was touching her didn't care if she lived or she died in that moment. So she uh, lost her shit and was like, I'm fucking done. Goodbye. So that's gross. That's also gross. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it wasn't just a single, like, touch. It was, a like, Con- enough of a touch that she was, like, something's on my shoulder and it's moving down my body. That's gross to me. Ugh. <laughs> I don't like it. So one tour group was on a guided tour at Mansfield. And all of them and the tour guide were inside one of the cells. They all heard, like, they were asking questions and, like, talking, doing your paranormal thing, right? They heard running footsteps coming down the hallway toward the cell and then passing it. And she... Th- like the tour guide stopped the thing and was like, everybody shut up and then listened. And then she shouted at whoever was running, the running is not allowed and they need to stop because she thought it was a guest. And then she counted and she went, Oh fuck, everybody's here. And then she stepped out and looked out and nobody was there. And then like, as she like looked around a couple of seconds later, they heard a cell door slam down the, down the way. I got cold chills. Yep. So that's gross. You're welcome. Another guest caught a series of tapping on the wall of the cell that they were in so like they were in the cell and they're hearing tapping with their ears they're hearing tapping on their camera and then they're hearing tapping on their evp so they're like what what the fuck is tapping so they thought it was morse code so they had a friend who's in the military and they're like hey bud what the fuck does this say and he was like i don't know that's not morse i don't know what that is so they thought about it and they were like maybe maybe the 
prisoners all had like a code of their own that they created to like talk through the cells. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Gross, but that makes sense. That makes sense. And now we're on to the favorite, in my opinion, good old Zachary Bagel Bites and his Ghost Adventure Boys. No, oh, Jesus Christ. So this was actually one of my favorite episodes they've ever done. It was like, it's in season two, I think episode 11. Probably one of my favorite episodes they've ever done. They actually walked around Mansfield and interviewed people who worked at the prison and who were in the prison. Oh. So they were they were um, looking at the the outside of the prison. They were like, we're going to get fucking locked in there and it's going to be great. And, you know, your normal Bagel Bites way. Oh, yeah. And this dude drives by in a car and he stops and he goes, hey, you guys have a camera. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we have a camera. And he was like, hey, are you like doing something on this? And he goes, yeah, we're we're a, we're a paranormal adventure show. And we go in and we like try and talk to the ghosts. And the guy goes, I was in that prison for years. And he and Zach went, what? <laughs> and he was like yeah man he goes can we interview you my dude and he's like hell yeah you can interview me and then uh he's like let's go inside and the guy's like let me take you on a tour son that's right they got yeah. toured by an inmate yeah they did so that was really intense um so they were, they they had this really cool juxtaposition between talking to um an inmate a former inmate who was like this was my cell to a man that was like, yeah, I worked at the prison and I mean, it was a steady job. I wasn't going to get fired. The pay was shit, but you got to do what you got to do. Like wild. But this inmate, this, this gentleman, this former inmate, as he's walking people through, he, he remembers like he points up, he, he was in uh, West Block, I think he points up and he goes right here. He's like, this was my cell number 14. This was my cell. And he goes, I remember seeing a guy come flying down past past the little handrail. And Zach goes, what? And he goes, yeah, man. He just, somebody pushed him over and he just went right down, hit the floor. And that's when they installed full uh, gates. Jesus. Yep. Um, and both the guard and the inmate were like, yep, every single day that we were here, something violent happened. It wasn't always the same level. Something violent happened every day. Jeez, Louise. Gross. Gross. So the man who was in cell 14 earlier that I was telling you about that was covering himself himself in water, um, that was the guy that they interviewed. No way. Mm-hmm. So he remember he says, Yep, it was Lockhart in cell 13 next to me. And he go and he looks at cell 13 and he goes, I never forgave you for that, you fucker. Because he got he had to listen to that man burn to death and like watch the whole thing. I'm sure that's traumatizing. Absolutely. So he was like, I never forgave you for that, man. And then he keeps talking like Lockhart is there. And Zach goes, sir, do you believe that that gentleman's still here? And he goes, fuck yeah, I do. Of course I do. He did the wrong. He took the wrong way out and he's going to be here forever. Oh, like, oh, shit. That man's conviction. Because I imagine being that person, even if that guy's spirit isn't still there, Waking up in the middle of the night thinking that you hear the guy burning to death. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say he's still there. That, that's what it would feel like. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Ew, not great. So, the gentleman, Lockhart, uh, from Cell 13, his family didn't claim him. So, the carpenter shop made him a wooden box and buried him on the property. There are 218 graves on that property, and they are known only by their inmate numbers. They don't have names. They don't uh, have dates of death. They don't have anything. Uh, Just the inmate numbers. And they're painted. They're not even, like, chipped on. So that's not ideal. 
there was one gentleman who was going on a tour through the section. Like, they were getting told this story from a guide. Um, there was a guy that was on a tour going through the section where the the the, the guard was killed in the solitary confinement area where you get, like, hit with rocks and stuff. Yeah. Um, this guy was a skeptic, and he was talking about how, you know, there's there's nobody, like, this is all fake, whatever this is. And he gets hit, like, fist hit real hard. And he goes, what the fuck? Why did you hit me? To, like, everybody around him. And the, all of them were like, dude, nobody fucking hit you. What are you talking about? And he goes, no, I got hit. And they were like, yeah, we didn't hit you. So finally, he figures that out, and he kind of gets a little scared and starts to, like, edge away. And at that point, the guide... That they were interviewing tells them, yeah, we got an EVP that we didn't know about until later, but it said, like, from, like, this guy felt like something was right behind him, and the EVP, like, he was holding a recorder, it said, I'll kill this freak. Like, clear as fucking day. Oh, I got cold <laughs> chills. God. <laughs> That's gross. So at this point in the story, Aaron gets a little nervous, as he does, and he gets smacked with some pebbles. <laughs> And he goes, what the fuck, bro? Because he gets he gets hit with rocks. And then they all stop. And the guide's like, oh, yeah, anybody who's a little nervous around here, they sense weakness and they'll start throwing rocks at you. And he went, you tell me this after, man? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, sorry, I was getting there. Uh. So when they go to investigate, actually, like, investigate that night, Zach goes hard right out of the gate. Like, I'm sorry, I blinked. Can you, can no. You, okay. <laughs> you get it one time. That's it. That's it. Uh, no, he, 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 throughout the investigation, he takes a set of keys and he jingles them and he yells, I'm the new warden here. I'm in charge. He's such a fucking idiot. I know. Like, he's so sweet, but <laughs> damn. <laughs> he didn't know. That was way back in the day. That was season two. Bless his bones. So they see shadow people in the West Block. With their eyeballs. They later try and stir up some more spooks by using a female tour guide as a trigger object. So they're like, hey, ma'am, are you okay to come in here? I know this ghost grabbed your ass once, but like, can you come in and like do it again? Do it again. And she's like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's, it's really awkward and it's really funny. So in the area where like the pebbles are thrown, it, that's where like women get grabbed the most, right? And she had her ass, like, full-palmed in there once. So Zach's like, you had your ass grabbed in here, right? And she goes, yeah. And he was like, would you be okay going in here by yourself with a camera? And she went, yeah. And he was like, all right, great. Sold. So he sends her off by herself. <laughs> and they're all upstairs together, like, just hanging out. They're like, we got to be quiet in case she needs help, in case she needs something. He's, like, super overprotective of it's women. So cute. Which is so it's funny. precious. Oh, my goodness. So... She goes off, like, she goes to go off by herself. Her name's Sarah, by the way. That's important. Uh, as she's walking down, they're by them. They're upstairs. She's down there. She gets an EVP on her, or, like, one of them gets an EVP that says, run, Sarah. That's gross. That's gross. That's super gross. And then she's yelling for help, and they don't hear a fucking thing. And they're, like, two floors up. No, so finally, they were only a floor up or a floor, like one or two, something like not super far. She's yelling for help. They don't hear anything. And then they're like, it's really quiet. And then they go, hey, Sarah, are you OK? And then that's when they hear her say, 
guys, can you help me? And then they're like, oh, fuck. And then they run and they get down there and they're like, are you all right? What's going on? And she goes, I've been yelling for you for like five minutes. What the fuck? And they were like, I'm so sorry. We didn't hear you. I don't know what's happening. And then Aaron's like, I think it did that to me earlier because I couldn't I couldn't hear when somebody was saying something, even though like you said you said something. So that's that's weird. A little aside. Gross. And, like their equipment would malfunction a lot here, like in the little area where the pebbles get thrown, all of their audio equipment cut out multiple times and it would it just stopped working like in the middle of the sentences. It would just cut out and they were like, what the fuck, guys? So that's great. <laughs> but so Sarah, Sarah, they get to her and they're like, oh, my God, are you OK? And she goes, yeah, I just had something like yank my hair. And they went, what? She was like, yeah, no, it didn't pull it. Like it fucking yanked it like my head moved. So that's gross. Oh, that's gross and icky. And I don't really like that. And then as they're talking about that. They all hear on the camera and in, like, with their ears, a growl. And she went, I don't like this. I think I'm done. Yeah, as you should be. Yeah. And that is that is the the big spookylicious mess that is the, the Mansfield Reformatory, a.k.a. the Ohio State Reformatory. Mansfield, Ohio. I hate it. Thanks. You're welcome. Awful. You're welcome. We're not going. Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, You're the one that was like, hey, let's go. We're going, but we're not going. Like... It's one of those things, like, if we really want, like, some meat and potatoes of, like, experience. Yeah. That place would be the place. Oh, absolutely. But, like... That or Waverly. Uh, it's only in Kentucky. It's not very far. We'll talk about it. Okay, great. We'll, ta- we'll talk about it. That means we're not doing it. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. Oh, my gosh. So this is part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or we give shout out to our most newest patreon members however this week we do not have any new patreon members but that's okay because we had our we had our pair that came through they always yes, come in pairs they always do they always do they always always do so welcome still and um if you would like to get a shout out on our podcast please be sure to subscribe your dog scared me <laughs> good uh please be sure to subscribe and at this point you will get your shout out on our episode and if you're on itunes please be sure to smash that no please be sure to rate and review <laughs> if you're on spotify please be sure to smash that follow button yeah where else you're listening yay oh <laughs> yay it's hard to hear what you're saying when i'm talking so oh, that's fair because like, i'm, I'm used to you come through headphones and i can hear what you're saying that makes sense yeah i understand okay thank you you're welcome all right anywhere else you're listening to us please be sure to do the thing because if you like what we do rate and review thanks you're welcome okay you can make that a sticker uh yes okay yes Oh, Rachel said she bought a sticker that says it do what it be, and she put it on her iPad. That makes me so happy I can't even breathe. Thank you. She she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah, okay. My sleepy brain is still not sleepy. All right, so I, Katie Groves, will be covering the Riddle House. Oh, you're going to, okay. What? Yeah. Okay. I'm prepared to figure out the riddle. Shut up. (laughs) This This is the place that if you didn't listen to the episode where we interviewed Carly... Uh, she went to the Riddle House, and so I wrote it down, and I was like, I'm gonna cover some of the places she went to. The fact that she fucking went here is wild. I wanna go to Florida just for this. Just for a Riddle House? Yeah, that's the only reason. Well, I mean, the whole fucking, like, little haunted village, but, like, the Riddle House, specifically. Yeah, the whole yesteryear village is haunted. Yes! As fuck. Gimme! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so I didn't get the- oh, yes, I did. Ha ha! West Palm Beach- West Palm Beach- County, Florida. Floridia? Florida. So the... <laughs> do you know it took me like a year to figure out that Florida was actually Florida? I'm not surprised. Shut up. That it is. <laughs> I didn't know that, oh. but I'm not surprised that it is. 
because oh, you that, didn't know that? No, because that's like slant enough that my brain's like, oh yeah, same thing. Oh, I thought you were saying sounds about right, meaning it took me a while. No, to no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I realized I was like, I need to make sure she understands why I'm saying that. Okay, now, okay, cool. Okay. I mean, it's fine either way. Fair. Okay. <laughs> so the construction for the Riddle House began on July 1st of 1905. So this this little bad boy is a little old. Just a little old. A little bit. Just a little bit. At... 327. Acadia? There's no D. Because that's what I want to call it. I think Zachary Vega White's called it Acacia. Because there's two C's, but one of them has a hard K, and then the other one has a sound, and it's annoying. 327 A Street. (laughs) (laughs) Good enough. So, the wood used for the house was leftover wood from another hotel that was being, well, not another hotel, from just a hotel being built close by called the flagler hotel what a weird name it's probably weird name it's probably some person's last name that would make sense <laughs> they were probably some sort of a flag bearer in something maybe they were the guy in the civil war that just carried the flag flagler i don't know flagler yeah flagler flagler i hate it okay flag carrier so they the the city was trying to make an effort to provide the west palm beach area with its own cemetery Ooh. To obviously bury the dead, because that's what you do at a cemetery. Nuh-uh. Shut up. So <laughs> so they did that, and then there were body snatchers, but we'll talk about that in a <gasps> second. So, so after they built the house, they have to paint it, right? That's typically what you do with houses. <laughs> I mean, unless you make it out of brick, in which case you don't have to paint it, because the, the bricks are pre-painted. Yeah, but you can... Bricks aren't pre-painted. I mean, they're they're like lazy people paint. They're just already red. Yeah, because they're bricks. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you can't paint bricks, by the way, but anyways. Yeah, you can. They just look stupid. What? I don't like white-painted brick houses. I, I love white-painted brick houses. That makes sense. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it just makes sense. That's all. Do they make... They make yellow bricks, right? No, we're backing up. Don't try to dodge this. I want an answer. Mm-mm. No. What do you they mean? Make, no? They make... It just makes sense. It just makes sense that you would like white. Well, white bricks. is my second favorite color. I know, and you would just like white bricks. That makes sense. Okay, good. Yeah, it just it makes sense. That's all. Okay, that's all I was saying. But they make yellow bricks, don't they? I don't like yellow bricks. I don't either. I don't really like bricks that much because they're just bricky. You don't throw bricks. You throw cans of soup, it's and a then you brick wink. House. Do do. This is soup for my family, not to throw. Wink. This is, this is to eat. <laughs> wink. <laughs> For legal reasons, anyway. this is a joke. <laughs> Wait, do you not get my... Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. But okay. also legal reasons, it's a joke in case anybody ever gets hit with soup because someone threw it. No, don't throw cans of soup. Feed it to your family. I know. Wink. Wink. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> so they paint the house, but it's made out of wood. Yellow with contrasting browns. That's but fucking it, rude. No. It, what? I don't like yellow houses. It, no, actually Google it. It's actually pretty pretty. It's pretty pretty. Pretty pretty. Mm, eh. I put that link in there because I knew you were going to be like, I don't like it. Yeah, it's okay. I like it. It's a, it's also in Florida. It's a Floridian house. I know. That's why I don't like it because it's just, it's either yellow to me, <sighs> screams Florida, or Little House on the Prairie. Those are your two options. That's fair. So anyways, uh, depending on who you ask, depends on the, on the style of house it was built in, but I got Victorian style house and another thing was like another style house. But okay. anyways, it's a style. It was built in a style. And it was as they are. Yes. Or they're just <laughs> not. No, I was gonna say they're built like a box, but then I was like, that's salt box. But anyway. Yeah. Coined the painted lady. That what? Why? They coined the house the painted lady. Why? I don't know. 
She's not even painted that pretty. That's rude. She's beautiful. Eh. Anyways, the house was officially named Gatekeeper's Cottage because it was built as the effort uh, to keep to be to to house a keeper of the Woodland Woodlawn Cemetery just across the street. Okay, that's fair. Okay. I can I accept that. Okay, there was a lot of crime that was occurring at the cemetery. People were stealing these bodies to sell. Whoever the fuck needs a dead body? Do you need a dead body, Juice Boy? Do you need a dead body? <laughs> Apparently, you can buy them. Apparently, <laughs> people. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Being so quiet. And you're. I'm gonna fuck it up. So, anyways, a lot of yeah. So, so they're stealing dead bodies. Uh huh. As you do. I mean, that's that's the real only kind of crime you can do at a cemetery. Nah. Body related crimes are the only kind of crimes you can do at a cemetery. You can deface the the. I'm gonna say placard, the headstone, the, the body of the placard. Correct. No, the, the defacing bodies. That's all you no, got. No, you can deface the headstone. Yeah, I know the headstone, the body of the headstone. We're gonna fight. <laughs> <sighs> Proceed. Anyway, telling me about so, the body related crimes. <laughs> okay, so the person in the house was to watch over to make sure shit didn't happen. That's it fair. Also- they must have sucked at it. Sorry. Why? Because bodies were still getting stolen. You don't know that. I, mean, I assume so. I don't think so. Okay. It also double, <gasps> doubled as a funeral parlor. <gasps> what? I have a. I've, um, so growing up, um, <laughs> I, sorry. This just you said that, and I went, "Oh my god!" I have a. I had a friend in middle school. Uh this this was like sixth grade, seventh grade, seventh grade. This friend was moving, and I remember I was like, "That really sucks," because they were moving during the summer, and I was like, "Well." Uh, I would like to get to spend time with you because you are a friend of mine and I would like to be your friend. So let's be friends. So then she came over to my house and everything was cool. I think her name was Erin. She was very sweet. And I went over to her house and you know where where her house was? Funeral parlor. The funeral parlor where my dad was. And I didn't fucking know. So my, my ears just started ringing. That's a little sketchy. So... I go to this place and my mom goes, what the fuck? And my mom doesn't curse. And I went, oh, no. And then I went and I hung out in the funeral parlor, which was my friend's house. I am so fucking uncomfortable. Me too. You said funeral parlor and it jumped into my brain because I didn't know at that point in my t- in that point in time that it was that funeral home. My mom told me later on, but I was like, uh, oh, oh, so that's weird. Yeah. Jesus fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> She was really well adjusted, though, so that's cool. Okay, all right. So the after after that, you're you're good. Yeah, it's just really ringing loud. It'll it'll stop. We're good. It'll stop in a minute. That doesn't happen to me. It's very strange. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh no, I don't get that often. Welcome to old age. Shut the fuck up. I'm not even thirty yet. (laughs) Stop it. Oh, we had dirty thirty party. Okay, all right, cool. Christ. So the city of West Palm Beach bought the house and renamed it City House. I like that better. Okay. A man by the name of Carl Riddle. Can you? I'm looking. Your your little cursor. Am I distracting your you? Your cursor blocked out what I was reading, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what it says anymore. I'm fucked. Okay. So the um the house was purchased, or they put in place the, uh, into the house a man named Carl Riddle, which in in 1920, who missed who missed the house is name at? Don't raise your eyebrow. Who missed? Who missed the house? Who missed the house is name? It's not a word. Um, the house is named after. So Carl, Carl Riddle. Carl with a K. He was the first city manager and superintendent 
of Public Works for West Palm Beach, and he's, he, I think he also still doubled looking over the, the cemetery, maybe. Fair. I don't know. He did things. He was kind of important. He was kind of a big deal. So he lived there. It was a private res- residen- residential home, and then he had helpers in the mm-hmm. house, whatever, right? But after Riddle moved out of the home, several businesses attempted to operate out of the home, but none of them were successful. So nothing could ever stay in this house. Fair enough. So around 1980, the Palm Beach Atlantic College purchased the house for the dormitory for their students, for for some female students. Okay. So they cool. they bought the house. And then they were just like, eh, we want an actual dormitory for our students. So we're That's gonna fair. we're gonna demolish it. So we're gonna knock down, expand, probably <laughs> start over. Probably build better dorm rooms than Tennessee Tech. Maybe, maybe prison, not. Prison. Postage stamps. It's fine. Postage stamp room. Very small. Are postage stamp rooms small? Yeah. Yeah, because the size of a postage stamp is a gross over-exaggeration of how small it is. What? Have you have you never heard someone say the room is as big as a postage stamp? Oh, well, when you say it like that, that makes sense. Made sense in my brain. I mean, I'm so sorry. Well, I'm glad that the bees Thank made, you. Ha- made it made sense for you. Yeah, there's actual ringing, so now it is like it's just full of bees. <laughs> it's not a feeling anymore. We'll, we'll address that when we're done. It's okay. fine. So... Uh, so they didn't demolish the house, mm. obviously, because here we are talking about it. But they spoilers donated the house. <laughs> they were like, "We're gonna give you this house, yesteryear village, but you have to come and get it. You have to come and get this house. We're giving it to you, but you have to figure out how to get the house." I mean, that's fair. So Carl Riddle's nephew, yes, John Riddle, served Kay. as the chairman of the committee for the yesteryear village. So he was like, "Give me the house." So they were like, we're going to relocate this house to Yesteryear Village. I hate the the name Yesteryear. But it's all stuff from Yesteryear. <laughs> Did you see your brain on that eye roll? No. <laughs> made me a little upset, though. So, it was estimated to cost $50,000 hairs to move the house, but John Riddle was like, we don't want to pay that. So they got 60 volunteers to dismantle the house and move it. So they dismantled it and moved it. Not put back together, but dismantled and moved in in about a day, 24 hours. Damn. August 12th to the 13th, 1995. I'm impressed in the ingenuity of humans. When you have 60 of those fuckers. Have you ever seen a, have you ever seen a speed up of, I don't know if it's Mennonites or Amish, but it's one of the two communities. Have you seen- Both can. Probably both. Have you mm-hmm. seen where they build a barn and then you see like the speed up of them doing it? Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. My in-laws are friends with the Amish community around here and like we've we've gone to things like that and like seen things and like they have uh, um tractor pulls and stuff too. <laughs> which is I mean it's it's literally like a horse powered tractor. It's not it's oh. not a like like a gasoline tractor. Oh. It's fucking horses and mules and it's so cool. So yeah. Yeah. My dad yes. likes to hire the Mennonites when he can because they're like, they do such a nice job yeah, so they quickly. Do. And they're so proud of themselves. Yes. Well, not of themselves. They're proud of their work. They're like, this This is built well. Yeah. They're cool people. I right. like them. Okay, cool. So yeah. So basically how they did it is that the roof and the attic were the first to be taken off of the house and they split it into kind of like two pieces. And then the second and the first floor were also split into two pieces and then they were all moved to be reassembled at the location that's so interesting and weird yep and a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar historical grant was given so the house could be remodeled to its 1920s appearance 
Oh, so that's why it's yellow. Don't make that fucking face at me. What the hell? I don't like it. So that is the history of the house. It now sits at Yesteryear Village. Okay. But why is this bitch so haunted? Tell me. Thank you for asking, Zoe. That's very I did. critical. That's thing. a very intuitive question that I asked with my nod voice. <laughs> so other than the obvious, it was a funeral parlor part, right? Yeah. Okay. That kind of was a little bit to do with it, but not quite. But at any rate. Once upon a time, there was a man named Buck. Fuck. Buck. Buck who lived. Buck? The guy's like name is B-U-C-K. Buck. B-U-C-K. Yeah. Buck. Guy named Buck who lived. I put the E-D of lived on Buck, and then I came out with Bucked, and I'm so sorry. He lived. <laughs> <laughs> lived. Okay. Not lived. Get yeah, Buck here. lived. He lived in the house before the riddle. Riddles did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So rumor had it that Buck and a community man got into it over something or other. I don't know what the details of it was, but that argument escalated and got out of control. And Buck ended up losing his life as a result of the argument. Damn. So that's one death. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, on top of the just numerous dead people that have been in the parlor. So when Riddle lived in the house, he had some employees that were on the grounds doing i don't know what but i guess he just had helping hands people who would fix the house or what have you whatever so uh, a fellow by the name of joseph was facing financial hardships and he kind of was becoming more and more distraught because of that right as you do joseph was accused of stealing money oh no from someone important and i think somewhere that i read that it was actually from the flagler hotel oh shit or from the flagler family yeah Something like that. Somewhere, 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 Flagler was mentioned, right? And I think he was kind of more easily to blame because of his financial hardships. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Poor guy stealing money. Yeah, I mean, that. yeah. He claimed, Joseph claimed he didn't do that. Like, he was like, I'm not stealing. It's this other guy. Oh. But this other guy that was in the room in the middle of the argument um, was the one who did it. But because he was more relevant, prevalent, well-to-do human being, no one believed that. Yeah. Okay. So... Joseph, taking the blame in the fall for it, he went straight to the attic and hung himself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Zero to a million. Yep. Whoa. Yep. My man. Mm-hmm. That is not the solution here. No. But it was the Great Depression times, I think. I think it was Great what, Depression. What, t- what year? No, it wouldn't be Great Depression. Sure, 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 Was it? W- it might be 1920s? like- 1920s? Yeah. Yes. And leading up to- About 1920s. So yeah, that would have made sense. Yeah. Okay. So Yeah. When they moved the house, so shit, shit kind of got bad when Joseph died. But then when they moved the house, it caused the spirits in the house to be upset, especially Joseph. Yeah, and um, they were not happy. They are to this day displeased. Understandable. Yeah, I also would be displeased with being moved. So with all that, here are the hauntings. Gimme. So Buck is the first apparition to kind of be noted in the property. I don't know if he moved with the house or is he still back at the original site, but he is seen walking around the house and also on the front porch of the Riddle House. Gross. This is where he took his lunch breaks and he just is kind of still working on the property like he did when he was alive. Huh. Keeping it nice. Yep. So as I mentioned before, Joseph, we all know and love him, (laughs) took his own life and that's when shit started going bad. So let's get into, let's get into that, right? Tell him about Joseph. Riddle accounted in his diary that because of the house, he couldn't keep help. Oh. The staircase, this, blah, 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 the staircase was described to have 
been creaking so badly, Riddle said it sounded like somebody was dragging chains up the staircase. There, there was also no. <laughs> no. There was also voices talking and carrying on conversations. That's gross. And knocking. One woman on the property said she was in the attic and she heard faint music playing. And when she went outside to figure out if it was coming in or outside of the house, she did not hear the music outside. So the music was coming cool. from inside. Cool. So did, did I say that's why they couldn't keep help? Did yes. Okay. All right. Cool. So, I did that. so Joseph is the angry spirit that is in the house. And okay. he's also especially angry towards men. How dare. To the point that they don't let men in the attic. Like, when they have staff of men, they don't let men into the attic. I mean, that would make me equal parts uncomfortable to go upstairs in the attic because it's like, hey, half the staff can't go up there. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it just do what it be. So It's gross. So so the only chicks go upstairs and it's, it's theorized that Joseph hates men because he got into an argument with, like, other men mm. that led him to do that. So he's just like, fuck all men, which, that's, I mean, that's very- I get. That's very- get. Uh, feminist of you i guess but i'm gonna kinda. insert that joke somehow in there kind of kind of sort of yeah <laughs> i suppose so matriarchal like women run everything yeah there we go matriarchal it's very mar- matriarchal of you there you go Joseph. <laughs> there you go at any rate so when i think the most common thing is people will have their hair pulled ew in the attic don't touch my head even women even no women they go up there they nope. have their hair pulled don't play with my hair don't touch my hair don't look at my hair go away one woman that works there did, in fact, get her hair pulled. And now when she enters in any room, she knocks to show respect. That's new. I'll take it, though. Like, you're not going to startle the ghost. Oh, no, he's pooping. you got to knock and let him know. <laughs> Spooping or pooping? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <sighs> the, the spot where Joseph hung himself... I'm not going to say the joke. I wanted to say the joke. I don't have the courage to do it. That's, that's good. Do you want to make the that's joke? That's good. Um, sure. Uh, I, as someone who makes this joke on a fairly regular basis, sorry to everybody I work with, um, he turned himself into a Christmas decoration. Christmas Christmas bulb? Is that what she said? Christmas or- ornament. Christmas ornament. That's what it was. <laughs> turned himself into a Christmas ornament. Um, that's only applicable if it was Christmas time. If it was any other time, it would just be- Well, it's Christmas time now for oh, us. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I mean, made the joke. I mean, like, for him, though, he could have just been like, I'm going to be a scary Halloween decoration or <laughs> or it's, a Christmas ornament. It's not funny. Hmm? I want to acknowledge that the joke's not okay. funny, but. Yeah. I, I deal with trauma people. with uh, humor. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. What, yeah. what did your dad's mug say? Uh, so my dad had a mug that said, life sucks and then you die. And then he which died. Which is uh, incredibly funny. Yes, because he died. <gasps> and uh, my mother had to like put that mug away for years. And then my brother and I found it and we fought over it because we were like, this is ironic. And also, I want it. Who got it? Zeb. <sighs> but he'll die first. It's fine. That's Yeah, so I'll get the mug then. You're not wrong. Correct. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. We're all aware. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. <sighs> so the spot where Joseph hung himself actually caught on fire jesus christ <laughs> oh no somebody made that joke and then the lord was like nope we gotta burn this bitch nope yep wow so wow just that spot the the beams are charred and it's wow it's still burnt i'm sorry buddy damn yeah. so ghost adventures came onto the scene of and, course they did and they brought a sidekick of course they did she said joseph does not like the fact that the house was moved like she specifically it was like he said and then she also confirmed that Joseph does not like men in the house, and especially Aaron. Oh, no. 
poor little Aaron. Aaron's going to get fucked. He's so nice. Bless him. So I, so I found this tidbit on the internet. We're going to bounce back and forth between Ghost Avengers and stories that I found. Cool. Cool. Give so me. in 2003, a man by the name of Jack Rodriguez saw a head and torso of a man in a black suit in the north window of the house, which was the attic. Okay. He said the apparition had a noose around his neck and was staring down at him. Oof. And that's what Joseph likes to do, scare people in the window. Oh, my God. He stands around with a noose on his neck? Like an And asshole. just, like, scares people? Yeah. He likes it. He loves to scare people. I don't make... F- I, don't, I don't feel bad for making the Christmas decoration joke. If he's that much <laughs> of a dick to people, fuck him. No. <laughs> no, you don't get to just traumatize people. I'll traumatize you, sir. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Oh, that's in my notes right here. He likes to stand and scare the plebeians who walk around outside. How fucking rude. Orbs and cold spots are always captured around the window. That and makes you, sense. And you have to remember... It's Florida. Yeah, it doesn't get cold. No. No, Florida was a beautiful temperature when I went. Just yep. all the time. Yep. So I mentioned that the businesses could never stay in the house. All of this is why. That makes sense. Yep. So I just wanted to, I wanted to touch on that for a second. Gross. Okay, cool. Right. So once they moved every, everything over to the new property, the ghosties were not pleased. I wouldn't be either. Get your shit on my house. <clears throat> I almost started a coughing fit. All right. So tools would either be thrown from the attic slash top floor down to the ground level. Sometimes their tools would straight up disappear, go missing. That's so rude. That's expensive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Shit. Windows in the upstairs would be smashed out for no reason. Whoa, bud. Ladders. Ladders are a big to-do. If left unattended, would be moved, tipped over, missing or just in a completely different room which zachary bagel bites made the connection of joseph climbed a ladder and kicked it out from underneath him so that might be why there's an affinity of ladders in the in the house yeah that makes sense yep that makes sense there so this was kind of like a story of like something happened or something 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 but but the result was so there was an event that scared the workers so badly that no one would go in the house for six months jesus but also, it was either that or Riddle needed to give them such a long break so they wouldn't all up and quit and never come back. Oh. Because he was having, like, workers quit all of the time. So he's like, you know what? Let's just pause this for a little while so they don't just all up and just not anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. When I say Riddle now, I'm talking about John Riddle, the, the nephew. The nephew was, was still alive when the Ghost Adventures went there, so John Riddle was still alive. He was a little old. Uh, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. This is wild. Tell me. Once the house was finished, they held a party. As you do. Two people, a couple, showed up to to the reception, this party, dressed up in 20th century clothing. And people were like, wow, they look so fucking good. Oh, no. To the point that everyone thought that they were actors hired to come to the house. Yeah. An old photo was shown because like they made like like those you know how you like when you walk around like museums or whatnot yeah. they have like the little like podiums with like pictures mm-hmm. and descriptions so like they found an old photo of the house yeah and they put a photo in the thing and then they took off the thing and revealed it and wouldn't you fucking know it weird it's like that couple or something that couple was in the photo mm-hmm. and when everyone realized it and turned around to find them they, they were, were gone. gone ooh before and like. One of the guys who attended the party, Zachary Bagelbites, interviewed and was like, they were there. Yeah. He saw them. And they actually were like, you guys look so good. Let's take a picture with you Mm -hmm. now with the house. And then they were gone. 
Ha! Get wrecked. Fucking You wild. and your proof. Fuck you! So, in the baby room, filled with gross-ass dolls, baby room, child room, it's a weird gross room with a lot of gross dolls, and it was freaking Zachary out. The it was doll so room. so funny. There was a heavy feeling in the room mm-hmm. that somebody's constantly watching you. That sounds right. Workers say that the spirit in the room is not very nice or, like, whatever is in that room is just yeah. not nice. According to the psychic that the Ghost Adventures brought in, there was a major argument that started in the children's room with four men she gathered. Okay. That left a major impact of the energy. Major impact. Left major energy. You picking up what I'm putting down? Kind of. Left, left a major impact of the energy of the room. There we go. There you go. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... She said that whatever that argument was in the children's room ended in the attic. Where he... Yes. Same time? Same time. She she said that it was the same, like, chain of events. Huh. Like, whatever started in I wonder if it was voluntary. Because, like, I mean, if it was an argument with four dudes and you owe said four dudes money. Which he didn't, really, but then... Yeah, but, I mean, speculation is all. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Weird. So in the parlor room, yes, the funeral parlor parlor room. Say that over and over and over, and it's not going to sound like a word funeral anymore. Funeral parlor room, parlor room, parlor room. You know how you say a word, and then it doesn't sound like a word anymore. I yeah, we're just saying we're just making noises out of our mouths, and we just understand it to be so. Mm-hmm. And some people can speak different, several different kind, like say several different things, and all mean the same word huh? if they speak different mouth languages. <laughs> <laughs> so, cat mouth mouth like gato yeah there See? we go yeah okay yeah neat stupid proceed M- mouth languages anyways <laughs> a maintenance workers had come to vacuum the place you know clean up do do what they do yeah and she was feeling really uneasy but she you know hooked up the vacuum into the wall went under the vacuum she turned to, i guess check to see if the plug was still on the wall but as she turned around a big wingback chair had moved across the room. That is so rude and inconsiderate. Unless there was a big dust pile underneath it. And maybe the spirit was like, hey, I need you to clean this up. Get this fucking dust bunny out of here. <laughs> you won't be able to see it. So there. No. That's probably not what it was. No. But I like it, though. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. The yesteryear village had moved a Civil War captain's house into the village just across the street from the Riddle House. Okay. This further escalated the bullshit inside both of the houses. I'm not surprised somehow. When they would open up the buildings in the morning, both houses would just have shit smashed and broken all over them. Like, they would have to come in each morning and, like, clean up each house. That's stupid. Yep. And weirdly enough, which might be a connection, they cannot hang or store an American flag in the Riddle House. Why? What's Whatever spirit is in the Riddle House hates american flags and even in the ghost adventures episode there was an american flag that was leaning up against the wall like leaning into the corner of a wall yeah and it got thrown to the floor and there was no way so like they said that they would store american flags like in the cabinets in there and they would go in the next day and they'd be gone hmm. they don't know why they have no idea why they should try like the original betsy ross one and see what happens or british flag just see what happens just see what happens that's actually a good yeah. idea so Little ghost adventure snippet. <gasps> Before they even start, the door was shut and padlocked, locked, right? Yeah. And they said that they heard a slam at the front door, like something was trying to break in, and then they started hearing footsteps upstairs. Yowzers, that's fast. Zachary put a 
two by four on the staircase. And I'll explain why in a minute. Okay. Put a two by four on the staircase for Joseph to move. And while they were recording and talking about something else that was happening, you just hear the board clatter. And and they look up and the board is like halfway down a step. Ew. So it got like pushed off and it was gross. No. While Aaron was up in the attic, because of course they stuck him in the attic and was like, (laughs) fuck you. He was asking these dumb questions of like, why did you hang yourself? Da 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 da. Then he goes, he asked if you if he didn't like him. To which a bird cage in the corner just got shoved, and Aaron was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And that then was he like, good. "Yeah." And then of course they all hear him, so they all like are doing the whole bro thing of like, "Bro, bro, bro shut sh- the fuck up, bro, bro, bro listen, shut, shut up." But I'm gonna ask you a question which requires you to talk. But shut up, bro, listen, shut up, shut the fuck up, bro, <laughs> stop talking. What did you hear? Yeah. <laughs> That's literally exactly it. It's so annoying. That's great. So that's that's what happened to them. But I got some. I got more stories. I got Damn. more little one-off stories. A visitor of the house had a private tour scheduled for him, and he had a piece of wood thrown at his head. Go. It could not be determined where the piece of wood even came from. That's bad. Another worker had a piece of wood hit him in the head, and it could also not determined why the wood was there or how it got there in the first place because it like fell off somewhere and hit him in the head and it was like why would anybody put that up there it made no sense yeah and then john riddle said a two by four flew across the room and smashed into a wall jesus so joseph likes to throw things in the house no joke it's rumored that a maintenance man came into the house to do maintenance right as a maintenance person does. That, yeah, as you do when you work <laughs> maintenance. And he was just said that he was attacked and then he would never step back foot step book foot never foot back step. Yep. <laughs> Agreed into <laughs> <laughs> would never step would never step foot back in there. Thank you. You're welcome, I got you. Okay. I need to take a nap. <laughs> We're almost done. So a torso is sometimes seen Ew. hanging floating from the ceiling Ew. in the attic. I don't like torsos. And there's a black shadow apparition that can see be seen from the street. Sometimes either standing in the window or walking like across the window. Gross. So that's also Joseph trying to scare people. Stop being such a dick, Joseph. <laughs> there's a woman in white that is seen walking around yesteryear village. I thought this was neat. I'll throw it in there. Oh, absolutely. It's not Riddle House, but she's she's walking her dog and she's dressed in old timey white dress. And so when anybody tries to approach her to be like, "Excuse me, ma'am, I like your dog." She just kind of proceeds to turn and walk behind a house in despair. Excuse me, ma'am. I like your dog and your dress. And she just disappears like an asshole. Peasant and walks away. (laughs) (laughs) I got two experiences from FloridaHauntedHouses.com about the Riddle House. One person said that they went there and they made the mistake of leaning up against the attic door. The door leading up to the attic where Joseph is. And as soon as they did this, something got thrown in the attic. I'm good. That was scared the Please shit out of me. Please don't throw things. Thank you. Another visitor came with their daughter. Yeah. And they were waiting for the volunteer to go grab the keys to mm-hmm. let them into the house. And they saw an apparition in a white dress walk in front of the window. And as soon as the parents saw this, the daughter went, hey, did you see that? <laughs> Gross. And the da- and the parent was like, yeah. And there was nobody. Yeah. There was nobody in the house. It was locked. Ew. Yep. Yep. A man by the name of Steve Carr came to do some restoration work on the house, first floor. A lid from an iron pot lifted up three feet from its pot, 
flew across the room and struck Carr in the head. Jesus. Carr said he never saw the lid hit him. He never saw it flying at him. But his co-worker did, saw the whole thing, and had to drag Carr out of the house unconscious. Jesus. At least he was like, I'm not wait for, waiting for you to wake up, buddy. Let's go. I'm sure he was shitting his fucking pants. He wasn't going to leave his buddy in there and just dragged him out to get the fuck out of the house. That's a nicer man than some people would be. Oh, absolutely. Some people would be like, well, they'll eat you first, man. And then just go. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Whatever it is, it's going to get you first. And not me. Oof. But that's the Riddle House. That was a beautiful story, a beautiful tale about a man and a his tale, house. A tale of two kitties. Yeah, it's a porno. <laughs> <laughs> Still funny. Uh, no, it's not. Very funny. I think it's funny. Away. I'm hilarious. I don't know what your problem is. Um, Lack of sleep. That's my problem right now. That yeah yeah I'm fighting to stay awake. You're I'm yawning so and then I'm yawning and then so you're tired. getting tired. And I'm getting yep. tired. So cool. All right. It's gross. Well, thank you for coming to this. I really enjoyed the Riddle House. Thank you for yeah. telling me. Yeah, thanks for listening. It's very spooky. Yeah. Made me happy. We can go there. Absolutely. But like not. You sure? We can go hang out in the attic. You want to go to the attic? Yeah, absolutely. I want to take an American flag and a British flag and a Betsy Ross flag. See what happens. 1920s would be a Betsy Ross flag? No. no. That's like a 1770. 1920s. Wow. Hmm. 1920s, we had the American flag. Yeah, we did. What's his aversion? See a Russian sleeper spy? That would make sense. <laughs> what is with you on this Russian sleeper spy bullshit? I don't know. Okay. I watched Black Widow recently. That's why. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was it good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean. It's, it's real good. I mean, it's got yeah. what's her face in Yeah, we can so. watch it when you're here sometime. Scarlett Johansson. If you Ugh. Yeah. We'll see. I got, I got. We have a lot of things. It's yeah, fine. It's there's fine. a lot of, there's a lot happening. We'll make it happen. Okay. So we, great. we've done this long enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you want to check us out, be sure to head on over to our website, hauntherabarelyknowher.com. We have a contact page where you can drop off some topics if you like for us to cover, or you can drop off some stories if you like for us to read them. Mm-hmm. Or just some personal comments, questions, concerns. Zoe likes jokes. I do. Please send me all the jokes. <laughs> um, any and all forms. We're on social media. Instagram and Twitter. Inst- at- I almost said Pinterest. Ah, no. I almost said Pandora. I don't know. Instagram and Twitter at h-h-i-b-k-h podcast i'm on instagram Zoe's on twitter hit us up Ooh. and until next time haunt her i barely know her or that guy that doesn't like flags i don't know what his deal is what a weird dude